Welcome to Exit the Matrix, Stories of Success with your host, Jane Slack-Smith, where we celebrate the incredible journeys of individuals who've transcended their limitations and achieved extraordinary success. Hello and welcome to the next episode of ExitTheMatrix.io Stories of Success. And today I am so excited about having someone a little bit unusual to our previous guests on the podcast because this is all about looking at the ways of doing things differently, looking at the matrix that exists of limiting beliefs, of conditions, of societal norms, and thinking a little bit outside the square. And my guest today is Hayden West. Now, Hayden's 33. He's a father of two. He's a husband. He's a carpenter. He runs his own business. And I have run across Hayden in property groups across the uh, internet over the last couple of years. And as most of you know, you know, I've spent 20 years in helping people create property wealth and investment and uh, in really boring meat and potatoes type property strategies. And often when you get into these groups, there's all these conversations and there's a lot of people who are, you know, speculating and really, really risky. And there's others there that are just too scared to take any action. And what I've always appreciated about Hayden's comments is, you know, it's like gets on. He has a crack. He has some real great grounded advice. And from someone so young, it's always struck me as someone that I think I would like to know more about his story. So hence, I have invited Hayden along today. Hello, Hayden, and welcome to Exit the Matrix. Thanks for having me, Jane. Very excited to have you here. Now, I guess, you know, what we we try to uh, look at here is, is those kind of like sliding door moments, those times in your life where you like you had a choice and you did things a little bit differently. So I'd love to go back into your history, not that far away, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just recreate for me, you know, where where was that sliding door moment for you? Um, yeah, so I suppose for me it was, you know, I was probably about 21 um, I'd just finished my apprenticeship as a carpenter and I did work for, he was a small builder. We didn't have like a large expanse of different crews and everything like that. And we didn't meet a lot of new trades. They were always the same kind of trades that would come in and work on the house. Um, and then pretty much probably six months after I finished my apprenticeship, uh, he started to wind down into retirement. Um, I was subcontracting for him then at that time. So I had an ABN active. Um, but instead of getting another job, I sort of stepped out of my own and started my own little business up and been working for myself ever since I was 21. So you left school at what? It was end of 11. So 16? Yeah. 16. You did the apprenticeship. And as apprenticeship and you finally got through, it's like, great, job for life, got a carpenter I work for, business, I'm all set, and all of a sudden the rug's pulled out. I guess the norm would have been that you go and work for someone else. Starting your own business at that age was was pretty brave. Did you have any apprehension at that stage? Uh, a, a little bit, yeah, for sure. Like you can't, you know, I was pretty young, so you can't say it was just like all easy, but um I didn't really see I had much other choice, to be honest, because I didn't really know anyone. Yeah. Um, I didn't know really how to do an interview or anything like that for a job, like a position or anything. So I started to just go and knock on 
like real estate agent doors and stuff like that, and just see if I could pick up some of their maintenance work and um, yeah, just get my foot in the in the door with some other local businesses, pretty much, and it all sort of went from there. So tell me about, I guess the the thing that I I love, and I, I can't wait to get to you know the big reveal to where you are now, but you know that kind of journey that you went on how did you know you're a property investor now you and your wife and you know you you have a lifestyle a lot of people are going to be envy of envious of when they hear about it but what was the kind of journey you know how did you start creating that kind of mindset and that type of abundance in your life for yourself um i don't think it was like anything for me it's always been fairly natural i think like as we've talked before, you know, privately or whatever, it's always sort of come relatively easy to me. I know it's going to sound a bit, mm. a bit obnoxious or whatever, but it's it's come relatively easy to me in the fact that uh, if I decide to do something, it normally works out pretty good. Yeah, for me, um, and I didn't really understand why when I was looking around at friends and. You know, other people that I ran into through life, they're all complaining that it was all really hard and difficult. And like I was only 21, 22, not earning very good money. And I was thinking, like, this is a pretty good life. I don't know. I don't know how it's so hard for all of these people that are, you know, 10, 20, 30 years older than me. Like, what's what's happening for them? You know, um, if so- you could pinpoint it now, is there something that you feel that you had? a little bit more self-awareness or, you know, get up and go or, you know, something that was different to all the other people who were kind of slogging it out? Um, definitely, I think, some more self-awareness, especially being young. Like that was that was something that was pretty obvious to me that other people sort of, they didn't know why they were working, they didn't even know why they were doing a job or they didn't know what they wanted to do with their money or whatever it was. Nobody really had a plan or anything in place or a vision of what they wanted their life to sort of look like but it didn't take me very long even in my apprenticeship I think I I saw I was sort of going I don't want to do this for the next 50 years like this is genuinely hard work and while it's okay while you you know 16 17 18 doing that sort of stuff for me it was like I don't want to be doing this even when I'm 50 like that's that's too hard that's too that's too hard of work um and we just managed to get there a lot quicker than that and tell me, you know, you so you know, I mean, it's it's not like it's easy when you say things come easy to you. you no. You're running a business. You, yeah, yeah, you're on sure. the tools. You've got a big job. But how did how did you and your wife or your partner back then? How did you start thinking of that big vision? Because it's obvious that you didn't want to work forever. Did you have? Did you create a, an active vision in your mind of what you wanted to create, or was it just like start saving? Um. Start saving, buy a house was the big one. Mm. Um, so we bought our first place and it was a run-down piece of crap like they normally are for a first house. Yeah. Um, we did some quick little renovation stuff on it. Obviously, being a carpenter, that helps. Um, and then I think it was maybe like 12 or 18 months later, um, we paid about 50 or 60 grand off the mortgage. Um our mortgage was only 230 grand or something like that at the time. But I sort of just thought, well, we'll use that money. We'll buy another place that can cover itself at least and not sort of give us too much hassle in the way of our personal lives and doesn't take away too much cash from us. And we did that and 
it, it worked out really well. Like, I mean, it didn't didn't grow a lot very fast because it was obviously a first investment and you're sort of buying the bottom of the market and whatever you can do. But it was great for a bit of confidence building, I think. Yeah. Because um, it was just taking that step. And, you know, again, it was only a $230,000 house that we bought. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just the, the action, I suppose, that gives you that confidence. And slowly over time, we bought a couple um, and we just thought, okay, this is working. This is where we, we should be putting our money and what we should be focusing on. And, and we just kept pushing harder in that direction. Now, a quick word from our sponsor, Your Success Club. Your Success Club is a group of vibrant, abundant seekers. If you subscribe to exitthematrix.io, we are going to drop you into the club room, which has lots of goodies, resources, and a free gift just for subscribing. Now, back to the podcast. And it really is just that stepping stone, isn't it? You know, you get the the first one's often the hardest. And that, I mean, let's be honest, you know, we're talking, um, you know, we're both based here in Australia, but we're talking about the fact that of the 23 million people, not many, I think something like 11,000 get past maybe five investment properties. So there's not that many role models. Were you just get, having a crack and trying it out yourself or were you in groups or you're getting mentoring or reading books? Like how are you trying um, to get getting that confidence built up? Definitely books were a good one, but I'm not a big reader. So I probably, when I say books, I probably only read five or six books total and then I sort of thought by the time I got there I was like oh everyone's talking about the same stuff so I think I've got that yeah. now yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't need it's to waste not, my there's time there's nothing new in getting it right right <laughs> I was like oh I don't need any more books that seems it's all pretty basic from here yeah. um yeah. didn't really have any mentors other than my parents uh they 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 like property as well um so dad's always a good one to bounce stuff off and ideas and mm. whatever um but in terms of coaching and things like that, as I've said to you, like I, I've never had a coach. I've never had anyone sort of to ring or anything like that other than, you know, parents pretty much. And, and tell me this, you know, you're having a, you're, you're, you know, buying these properties, saving a lot. You know, were your mates going, how are you doing this? Or were they sitting there blowing it off and going, ah, oh, there's Hayden, he's not coming to the pub again this week? <laughs> um yeah a few a few both like i mean i've still got mates that's, that don't understand like how i can be just wandering along the beach or something on a wednesday um they still don't understand they're working you know five six days a week maybe doing fly in fly out you know three weeks on one week off and all this sort of stuff and like they they were they a lot of them were earning more money than i was when i started mm -hmm. my business and i was just thinking how are you not able to do this like you're earning 50% more than I earn. Like, what's wrong with you, you know? So um, I still get it now. So, yeah. yeah, definitely. So, you know, I guess fast forward, you're 33 now. You've got uh, a significant residential property portfolio. But when we were talking about this a bit earlier, you shared with me that you actually bought into, I guess, a gated community, a community where there's a lot of people go, don't go there. You're like, don't, don't do this. So... You know, you you went against what most people say as well. You know, how, how did that work out for you? And, and how did, uh, I guess, how did you ha make that initial decision that 
everyone else is saying no, but I think this is a this is something worth looking at. Yeah, so I think by that time we bought probably three or four standalone houses, and they were they were decent enough buyers. But the problem I saw in the market was uh, everyone wanted them, right? So it just it was slowly becoming harder and harder to actually get a genuinely good deal. Mm. But then I noticed units and things like that. Nobody was paying much attention to them. And then these little things in the gated community were a bit of a mix of a standalone house and a unit, and literally nobody was paying attention. Nobody wanted them. Uh, I know a lot of real estate agents and things, and I was talking to them about them, and they said, no, nah, they're crap. They don't go up in value. You know, They're hard to rent and all this sort of stuff. But they're sort of like little they're standalone houses on 350 square metre blocks or something, mm-hmm. three and four homes, two bathrooms in most of them, um, and we were buying them below land value, like for the wow. size that they were. Uh, and they were about 10 years old. People that bought them off the plan in, I think it was, you know, 2007, 8, 9, somewhere around there, um, paid 360 to 380 for them. The cheapest one we bought was 205000 205 Yeah. That's a lot of loss for someone, hey? Yes. Uh, yeah. And, um, the first one I knew that pe- some like people were losing money on it. Mm. Um, the next few that we bought in there, I obviously knew they were losing. I didn't really want to go into their story. I know a lot of people always say, ask the question, you know, why are they selling? And I don't really care why they're selling. They're just selling. Like it's not my, it's not up yep. to me to make that decision. Um, and you know, we're just out there trying to find a good deal. And these things were. Crazy, like you couldn't even build the building for what we were paying for them, let alone buy the block of land. And you could rent them and they were we've, making we've money had, for you. We've only had a couple of days vacant, like total, since we've known them. So they're easy to rent. <laughs> really so you, easy. You got the re- residential properties, and then obviously a lot of people then look to commercial and they look at it and go, like me, hmm, that's too risky. I don't understand it. But you stepped in and embraced that challenge as well, hey? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, I think, you know, it's a great space if you're genuinely looking for some cash flow. Um, the growth's amazing if you get it right. Um, and it, I think it's actually easier to make money in commercial property in terms of growth than it is in residential. You don't have to sit around and wait so long for a lot of the time. The renovations don't have to be as big if you want to really do something nice. It can be as easy as a new lease in a commercial property and it yeah. can add hundreds of thousands of dollars. If you get it wrong, you can definitely lose. Um, you know, it's not all upside, but if you get it right. Um, Do yeah, the research. Yep. Yeah. And I guess for, you know, those mates of yours who are wondering why you're standing on the side of the bridge on a Wednesday afternoon, <laughs> what's life look like now? You know, what have you created? You're 33, you've got two little kids, you know, what, what's life look like? Um it's great for me and my wife and my family. You know, we, I can sort of pick and choose the hours that we work. Um, you know, I can take I take every Friday off. We have long weekends every weekend. Uh, sometimes I'll be home at midday or something like that, and we'll head over to the beach and you know get Thai food or something for dinner with the with the kid and go to the park and all sorts of stuff. Like it, we don't have massive expenses and ambitions and things like that. We like new cars, you know, we don't want to have breakdowns and stuff like that. So 
you know, we own our house outright. We're pretty simple sort of people. And yeah, we've got a lot of freedom, a lot of choice. Um, we could probably stop working if we wanted to, but I don't know what else we'd do, to be honest. You're like, too young to stop too working. Too young. Too young. So, <laughs> but, I mean, you know, and your business that you run as well, you know, you're, you're looking after lots of doors for rental managers, property managers. So you've got a, a you know, you're an active business that keeps you and, and staff active too. Yeah, for sure. Um, and look, it always helps. I like earning money like most people do. So, um, you know, and it helps me invest pretty much in something that I, you know, like doing more than, than working for sure these days. But um, it creates that extra cash flow and, you know, allows us to save and do that and do what we love. So for those people that you looked back at when you're like 21, 22, 23 and they're 30, 40, 50 years old and they're going, Jesus this is so hard and and you're, you know, you're buying in the bottom of the market, you're, you're saving up, you're putting money in, you're improving the properties, you're pulling out equity, you're buying the next one, you're looking for opportunities, you're doing the research. Like for those people who are still sitting on the fence going, you know, it's all too hard, you know, I can't have the life that I want and, you know, it's it will take decades to do that. What would be your thoughts that you could share with, you know, I guess where you've come from and what you've achieved? Yeah, um, I'd probably say it doesn't take decades, but it probably takes at least one. Like it's, I don't think you... You know, unless you do something really amazing in a business or something, I don't think you're going to get there much quicker than at least a mm-hmm. decade. So definitely takes time. Um, but it's it's so achievable. It really is. Like, yeah, it's a great country. We've got a great opportunity here. You know, everywhere you go, there's people doing stuff. There's properties to buy or businesses to buy or get involved in. There's just opportunity everywhere if you look for it. Well, I really appreciate your time, Hayden. And I, what I just love about, you know, the way you show up in in these Facebook groups and property investing, you're like, you just cut to the chase, you know. It's just like, mate, you're having a lend or, or you know, people <laughs> who are sitting there going, it, it's not possible or I'm about to go buy five properties. You're like, mm, maybe not. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's always kind of a very um, metered and considered response. And I think the thing is, you know, I think it was Warren Buffett that said, if you're investing in it exciting, you're doing it wrong. Yep. <laughs> Boring yep. kind of works, Boring. right? Boring, yeah. Like I've said to you before, you know, I talk to a lot of people who are looking to start investing now and they come at me with like all these random crazy ideas like rooming houses and all this sort of stuff. And it's like you've only got your own home. You really want to go into like some specialty area in real estate just buy something that's boring and understand what it is you're doing and get a bit of cash flow and some equity behind you and if you want to have a play do it later when you set up like you don't need to go crazy at the start to you know have a really good life you'll probably find out you don't need much more than five or six properties anyway and you'll be fine very inspiring hayden now just for fun this question i ask everyone what is something bizarre or unusual that people would not know about you um, I am pretty active, um, but I can watch every ball of a test match in cricket. Five, five days. Five days without a problem. But if the footy is on, I'll fall asleep before it's finished. How is that possible? <laughs> I just think it's so boring. I can't, I can't get around it. Like AFL, rugby, whatever it is, I just, I cannot, I cannot get into it. Never have been able to, so... I might, I might have to share something that people don't know about me either. For my seventh birthday, I asked for a 
cricket scoring pad. And we used to go and spend all weekend watching my dad play cricket. And cricket's like ball, ball, yeah. ball, strike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I got a strike. It was so exciting. So, uh, yeah, I could kind of I could kind of relate to that. Well, look, I really appreciate your time, Hayden. Thank you for coming on Exit the Matrix, the stories of success. Your uh, your story is inspirational. And, and I think, you know, what I love about it and what I really take from this is that, you know, people have served up opportunities to have a choice. You know, you could have gone and found someone else to work with. You know, you left school at 16, you're 33 now, and you're sitting back going, you know, I'm kind of comfortable. I've created something. I did the hard work. I did a bit of research. I did hear what other people were saying and made my own decisions. And, you know, you've stepped outside the norms of convention. You run a business. You have time to spend with your young family. So, Completely inspirational. I really appreciate you uh, sharing your story with us. No worries. Good to be here. Thank you for listening to Exit the Matrix, Stories of Success. Make sure you subscribe to future episodes at www.exitthematrix.io. Until next time. Here's to your success.